Hey everyone, I'm John Steele, and this is After Four, a podcast for InterVarsity alumni. Life after college is hard, and even a great experience with your InterVarsity chapter doesn't shield you from the challenges of transition. As we hear stories from real alumni learning how to make it in their post-InterVarsity reality, my hope is that this podcast will offer some encouragement, a few laughs, and even some hope for the future. This is After Four, and these are your stories. We are back. Well, I'm back. You all have been here. I've been off gallivanting with my family, welcoming this new baby. But we're home now, I'm back to work, and here we are with another episode. If this is your first time joining us, you won't have any context for any of that information. That's okay. Go back and listen to the last few episodes and you'll be caught up. For now, though, welcome to After Four, the podcast for InterVarsity alumni. I'm your host, John Steele, and it is great to be together. Alumni, I have got a real treat for you today. I mentioned at the end of last week's episode that one episode each month, now through December, was going to be an episode dedicated to Urbana 22, which is happening this December, the 28th through the 31st in Indianapolis. Well, today we kick off this five-episode arc, and I am so excited for our very first guest. She's a New York University alumna, an eight-time Urbana alumna, and your MC for Urbana 22, Anna Lee Winans. I loved this conversation, friends. Anna is a great storyteller. She has a keen sense of humor, as evidenced by the exorbitant number of times you'll hear me laughing through the episode. And she is passionate about shepherding all of us through the Urbana 22 conference experience. You're going to get to hear all about her InterVarsity story, her personal experiences as an Urbana attendee, the significant impact that Urbana has had on the trajectory of her life, and about why she is excited to be your MC in December. So sit back and enjoy getting to know Anna. You're going to be really glad that you did. This one's for you, alumni. Anna, welcome to After Four. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You know, we're looking forward to in the next few months here, Urbana 22. We've had an extra year of waiting for our next Urbana experience. So we are excited and I'm really glad that you're going to be here to help us continue to grow in our excitement, start getting a vision, hearing some voices that we're actually going to hear from the stage. So it's a blessing to get to have a conversation with you about, about yourself and about Urbana 22. Thanks, John. I'm super, super excited. Well, hey, before we get too far ahead of ourselves in talking about Urbana 22, let's take just a moment to get nostalgic. Anna, this is an alumni podcast. We like to spend a little bit of time talking about where we've come from and some of our shared experiences in that way. Would you tell us just a little bit about where you went to school, what you studied, and when you graduated? Sure. Hey, everybody. My name is Anna Lee Winans. I went to school at New York University where I became a Christian through InterVarsity Christian Fellowship through their Asian American chapter on campus. I studied journalism in undergrad. I graduated maybe when some of you were born in 1997. (laughs) (laughs) I had a professor who said I had a face for radio. (laughs) You're so mean. That's really not nice. (laughs) That's so not nice. I hope he was joking. And then I went on to do graduate work. I did my master's in social work in 2001, and I was a social worker before my current profession coming on staff with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Now, that's really interesting. That feels like a bit of a jump to me. What was it that took you from studying journalism into studying social work? 
John, that is an excellent question. <laughs> I blame God. <laughs> and actually, InterVarsity, the community of the fellowship there, my junior year, my staff worker said, Anna, you should really consider getting outside of your comfort zone. Here you are, born and raised in New York City and going to a school in New York City. You should really see the real New York City. And I said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm totally a New Yorker. And <laughs> She says, no, you should really see in community as a Christian, the diversity and beauty of the city. So she convinced me to do an urban project, the New York City Urban Project, it was called. And it was from there that I thought, my goodness, as I am nearing graduation, I notice how all the stories I would research in journalism, we called them beats. All the beats I would ask for were always community related and what is happening among the people. And doing this urban project made me realize, oh, I believe the Lord is calling me not just to be reporting about the stories of the people, but wow, I might even have an opportunity to intervene and to join God in what he was doing in their lives. So my father was a social worker before me, and I thought, oh, I do feel a draw and a gravitation towards social work. And it was Urbana that actually sealed the deal. Like, yes, Anna. This is the profession. Wow. Urbana 96, when some of you were born. <laughs> That's awesome. A little bit of a preview for us here. I want us to put a pin in Urbana 96 and circle back to it in just a minute because I want to hear more about this experience for you. Let's go back though, because InterVarsity hasn't entered the story yet in its fullest fashion. So tell me just a little bit, how did you get started with InterVarsity in the first place, Anna? Great question again. I see why you are a host of a podcast. <laughs> I um, got involved with InterVarsity against my will. <laughs> it was because I have, God bless her, a very insistent older sister. We all grew up in the Chinese church in New York City. And my older sister very graciously transitioned into the faith of our family. But I did not rebellious younger sister, I walked away certain in all my teenage angst that the hypocrisy of the church and the trouble that I had seen around me, that Jesus actually has nothing to say of these things. And I had read the scriptures, grew up reading enough scripture to be inoculated from Christianity. So by the time I was a freshman in college, my sister, who was a year older, had started going to this Christian fellowship. And I thought, oh, that's nice for her. And since I was starting my freshman year, she said, Anna, you really need to come to this. And I had that summer gone to a Chinese church retreat where I had this profound Holy Spirit moment that I did not know how to interpret. But I do remember praying, God, if you're real, can you show yourself to me in a way I can understand? Amen. And so that fall entering NYU as a freshman, my sister says, you must come with me now. <laughs> like, oh, man. And because, you know, I trust her. And I was really lonely, actually. NYU is such a large private university in New York. She dragged me to this fellowship meeting. And in this large group meeting, I met the nicest people. And my first day there, a young woman who's still one of my best friends walked up to me and said, hey, let's be prayer partners. Not knowing that I was a cynical, <laughs> barely Christian person. And I said, prayer partner, what's that? And here we are many years later. Wow. 
that sounds like a powerful experience to have your older sister bring you along into this fellowship. And this is after having this Holy Spirit experience. And then clearly at some point you make some very big decisions later on in life because of experiences that happened in InterVarsity. But I'm guessing there's a story or two in between that help connect those dots. Are there any really important experiences that you had with InterVarsity that helped take you from that freshman year to moving into a master's program that would influence you in a brand new way? You know, it's wild, but joining this fellowship, it's just a series of yeses. Once you say yes to one thing, it moves you into the next yes. It takes decisions off the table and puts new decisions on the table. And with every yes that I made to God, things became clearer and the direction became clearer. So, for example, saying yes to going on an urban project with InterVarsity really blew me away. Saying yes to becoming a Christian, saying yes to getting baptized, saying yes to, I don't know what they saw in me. I was three months fresh as a Christian and my staff worker invited me to consider being a small group leader. I said, I have not led anything my whole life. I've been a wallflower. You do you know who you're talking to? But they said, no, no, we think we see in you this gift. I didn't know it at the time, but the gift of hospitality. Anna, you have been granted a gift of making room for God and people in the same space. And you know the scriptures and you finally believe in them. We think you should become a small group leader. So saying yes to becoming a small group leader, which I'm so excited at this Urbana, there's opportunities for training up new small group leaders. It's such a profound way to see God move in the lives of people you both know and don't know and in the word in scripture. So it was the yes to that, the yes to doing an urban project, the yes to going to Urbana. I said, what? Between Christmas and New Year and how much money? And <laughs> back then it was actually held in Urbana. which is That's right. <laughs> let me be in a super cold middle of nowhere dormitory saying yes to that. I turned down an internship so that I could say yes to being the student president for the year. I had worked my way through college and that one year, I decided this is the one year I will not work so that I could tithe my time to being a servant leader as the president of the fellowship at that time and that God would provide tuition. And he did. So everything just pointed me towards God's faithfulness. Every yes that made me uncomfortable, especially that I heard from him, God followed through and gave me a testimony of God is so faithful, so worthy to be followed. And so it just snowballed. And did you say yes to the person that asked you to be their prayer partner too? I did. She's one of my oldest friends. She's actually one of my bridesmaids. We actually vacationed together. It's awesome. That's really awesome. Wow. Another one of those yeses that you made was a yes to Urbana. I think you said 96 was your yes to Urbana. Tell me a little bit about what that was like for you, Anna. I have to say, John, with every Urbana that I have gone to, and I've gone to everyone since 96, that something significant always happens at each Urbana. And it's not just my story. Everyone has this story that God says something significant to them. Whether or not we continue to act upon what God says there is another story. And it's never too late. If you are listening and you have been to Urbana and God has spoken to you there, it's never too late to act on that. Yes. But I went into Urbana 96 thinking, oh man, here I am heading into my senior year. What am I going to do with my life? I'm about to graduate. And I thought, I know I am going to join InterVarsity staff. And I went into Urbana thinking, God, if you want me to join InterVarsity staff, can you please tell me in a way I can hear? And 
God told me so clearly, do not join InterVarsity staff. <laughs> and I spoke to an old time staff worker friend saying, hey, do you think I should go on staff with InterVarsity? And he laughed in my face. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I thought that is the clearest confirmation I have ever received why this is not my vocational path. And that's when I considered social work. I thought, oh, you know, as I reflect on my urban project experience, as I reflect on the kind of stories that would draw me as a reporter, I thought maybe this, as I thought of my own heritage with my father's job before me, I thought maybe this, maybe this. And so entered into a graduate school worked full-time as a social worker while going to school at night. It was a really profound experience. I wanted to work with children with HIV AIDS. It was the late 90s and the disease was still very deadly, not as chronic as it is now, like a chronic disease. But I wanted to see who are these modern day lepers that perhaps the church has forgotten and will not speak of. And boy, did I get an education. It was really profound to serve the dying and especially dying children. So formative for the soul. The next Urbana was 2000. And I thought, this is awesome. I'm about to graduate with my master's in social work. I am about to get a raise. In fact, my salary is about to double. <laughs> this is awesome. I really like my profession. And it was there. God called me on InterVarsity staff to my deep <laughs> reluctance. But I said, yes, Lord. And so that Urbana was so pivotal as well. And the course of direction, I thought, oh, you know, I will just make a five-year commitment. And here we are 20 years later. Mercy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Those are several amazing Urbana experiences. One, because you just tell them so well. But two, to hear these stories of, you know, it's the Student Missions Conference. And so we think, all right, this is time for us to hear from these global missionaries and to think about where we could end up overseas. And here you were called into the community context just around you in this degree of social work. And some people are getting an overseas call for yes. sure. But for many of us, it's like, well, what does it look like for me to be on mission in the circle that I already exist yes. in to be a part of God's global mission locally. Yes. The power of Urbana is you do hear what God is doing globally. And it sets up a narrative where you can put yourself in and say, Lord, what would you have of my life? In this huge story of your deep faithfulness around the entire globe, what would you have of my one life that I get to steward, that I get to surrender to you? Urbana is so amazing. Lots of amazing multicultural worship that I had never experienced outside of my small Chinese church context or even my university chapter. As an extrovert, I love meeting all these new people, although the older I get, the more introverted I get. And there's even space for that. So it's a great conference. But I think at the heart of it, at the end of the day, it is an invitation to come and lay down your life and the freedom that you find in that. And then the clarity of the calling, then one next yes, the one next step of discipleship that happens, it happens. And it's really profound. I highly recommend for us who are in times of discernment, Urbana is a tremendous conference to see and hear of God's global work and then our place in it, even yes, locally. Sometimes it's very helpful to step outside of our regular rhythms. And I know this pandemic has upended all regular rhythms, but what an opportunity it is to still include this conference into that rhythm and have it confirm things that we knew in the light, but were unsure of in the dark. 
Urbana is the place of clarity, of confirmation about who God is, about who we are and who we are not. It is a place of safety and healing. It is a place of discernment and calling and hearing God's large work in the world, which I do not usually get a glimpse of. I was particularly impacted last Urbana. There was a wife of a missionary. Her husband was killed and she and her child got to live. And here she was on the stage at Urbana giving testimony of her husband and her life together and reminiscing, even theologically reflecting. And she was saying, you know, my husband did not die last year. He died all those many years ago when he said yes to God here at Urbana. And I thought, wow, that's true. Every yes I say involves a death in me, but yet leads to my freedom and the freedom of many. And it's just that kind of confirmation that I need to hear daily, especially living here in the U.S., in my comfort and my privilege, in the padding of my education and the wealth that we have. That's Urbana's gift. And it could be your gift. Wow. Yes. As we think about giving our yeses, that that means we are also saying no. You know, that's maybe a paradigm that we're used to hearing to some degree that every yes I give is a no to something else or to several other things. But the thought that saying yes to Jesus in each of these moments is a death to self, is a death to the things that I selfishly want, whether or not I realize that the things that I would do with my life if I had full control and full decision making and instead saying, nope, I'm going to die to those things, knowing that this invitation is the better invitation that through saying no and dying to myself, I am actually choosing life and yes. life in its fullest. And that Urbana is a great place to get to do that. That is a a heavy reality, but wow, that feels like a meaningful calling, a meaningful opportunity to make those kinds of decisions at something like Urbana. Urbana is the place to rehearse these kinds of movements, these spiritual movements in our soul of saying, yes, 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 Lord. Anna, you said something a little bit ago about an affirmation that you received years ago, that you are somebody who has a gift of hospitality and bringing people and the Holy Spirit into a space together to be able to commune and meet with one another. And when I hear that, that makes a lot of sense to me for what I understand about what your role is going to be at Urbana, that that would be a great gift. Would you tell us just a little bit, what is your role at Urbana 22 going to be? How are you going to be interacting with attendees? And what are you most excited about when it comes to the role that you get to have? Well, you know, funny that to prove my professor wrong in journalism school, maybe I do have a face <laughs> that is more than just radio. That's right. Yes, you hear. He's probably not even listening to this podcast. Well, you should send it to him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Vengeance, so sweet. I am going to be your Urbana 22 MC. Yes. And I have the deep joy and honor of doing exactly that, of shepherding our conference attendees and participants to come into this very large space in Indianapolis to meet with God and each other in the same space and allow God to speak. I'm very excited about that. 
I know that you've had MC roles in the past with InterVarsity. As you think about doing it at Urbana specifically, what makes you say, oh, wow, I'm really looking forward to this role? No, um, this is my 20th year with InterVarsity. I've done MC roles in the past, but never in a stage this large. And I don't think I've ever done it with anyone other than InterVarsity staff or students. And I realize Urbana will have many attendees from churches and Christian colleges and you too, Ivy alum, will be there. Yes. God willing. And so it's very exciting to me. And I try not to think about it too much because then I worry about shallow things like if my eyebrows will be right on point and (laughs) things like that. But the theme of Urbana has me so excited. The theme of Urbana is rise up. And, you know, we have been going through a global pandemic. May God will it, it's in its last legs. Please, Lord, may it be over or very meek and mild by the time Urbana 22 is here. And after such a season of such profound death that the Lord would invite us to rise up, it is not a theme that came lightly from the Urbana leadership team, but a deep sense confirmed through scripture in prayer that the Lord is inviting a generation, a traumatized generation, a war-torn generation, a generation that has seen such polarization socially, politically, economically, racially, that this is the season of the Lord pouring out something new. So the invitation to rise up was very profound. In my own life, I had contracted COVID here in New York City when it was like alpha variant. (laughs) It was like the first time. It was so scary. My neighborhood was like the ground zero of it in Elmhurst, Queens. Refrigerator trucks full of dead bodies at the hospitals. And there I was two weeks with this crazy high fever. My lungs unable to breathe. It was very frightening. My children on the other side of the door of my quarantined bedroom asking for me. It was very frightening. And I remember asking, Jesus, help me. I don't know how to pray. And am I going to die like everyone around me? And the Holy Spirit gave me Psalm 31. It was March 2020 in the season of Lent. And Psalm 31, if you're familiar, verse 5 is the famous, into thy hands I commit my spirit, the last words of Jesus. And me saying, oh my goodness, are you telling me I'm going to die? Are you giving (laughs) me a scripture to pray, Lord? And I hear the Lord say, Anna, quit it. Just pray. Like, okay, okay. So I pray and I pray. And, you know, I get to be one of the ones who live. And it's been my conviction that from that moment where God is saying, trust me, trust me. It was not just to me. It is to entire generation of Christians, of those who would dare follow Jesus in a time when the church does not have the best witness, when it is not known for the good news of great joy, but other things. That it's specifically in this season that the Holy Spirit desires to rise up and for us to join the Spirit in that work to trust him, that he will resurrect from all this death. He is the only one who can resurrect from such death. And to see it in the global context at Urbana will be such an amazing gift that I'm so excited to emcee that for Urbana, to shepherd people into that experience. I have to say, I'm looking forward to Urbana 22 just on its own, but hearing you share about these things, it gets me even more excited because we've gotten to have this conversation to say, there's Anna on stage. We know Anna now. We know her a little bit better, at least. And to have this relationship started already, and then to be able to follow some of your lead as you are engaging the community as we process through the different experiences that we've had. And 
I'm really excited to get to be there and to see this. But Anna, for alumni who are hearing the story, they're asking the question, should I go? Should I come be a part of this? I mean, obviously we would say the answer is yes. But would you share specifically for our alumni, why should they join us at Urbana in December? And why is this a worthwhile investment at this stage in their life? This is the exact ripe moment for alumni to attend Urbana. We're in a historical season, a global pandemic that, again, God willing, is on its end. And just like glaciers leave behind all the debris, it's exposed all these things in our society and hopefully within our own souls. It has shown us what is there without judgment, knowing that these things are there. And I would wager alumni, as you listen, you're thinking, you know, in this stage of my life, many of us, we are in these weird holding patterns. A lot of ink has been spilled in journalism in this season about, oh, the great resignation. Oh, all these people leaving their work, all these people not knowing what to do with themselves. But actually, I would wager if I could offer my humble interpretation that this has been a season of deep trauma that has revealed what is already present and has not brought up anything new, but what has already been societally but also in our own souls. And what a better time in that discernment to go to a place of worship in song and music, as well as in posture and prayer in scripture, through listening to the global church, offering these things as a gift to God, saying, Lord, these things that you have exposed, what would you have me do with my one precious life and these things that are in it? These things that you may have judged as useless or not good or too broken for God to use, or even that you say is my deep, deep strength and treasure. What a better time to offer all these things in these four days to God at Urbana and see what is the one next thing God would call you to. It is a global missions conference. It is a conference of discernment. It is a conference of worship and prayer. And it is a worthy investment, a blip in the line of your long, may God will it life, but a worthy blip and will offer you some yeses that will make some no's that will be life-changing for you and others if you would follow through. Yes, yes. Alumni, Urbana is for you. Whoever you might think Urbana is for. It's true, but alumni, Urbana is for you. And we want you to be here for all of these reasons and many, many more. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today, for helping us get to know somebody that we're going to see on stage. It's been really fun to get to know you and to hear about Urbana from your perspective, both your own experiences in the past and what you are looking forward to for Urbana 22. It's been really great to chat with you. You too, John. Thanks for having me. Gosh, what does one say to even try to wrap up a conversation with someone like Anna? I'll tell you what I'm going to say, something Anna already said. Urbana is a place of clarity, of confirmation about who God is, about who we are and who we're not. It's a place of safety and healing. It's a place of discernment and calling and hearing about God's large work in the world. Alumni, we just got to hear from a gifted, Jesus-loving leader who's going to be guiding us from the stage at Urbana in December, and it's going to be an absolute honor to receive that guidance during those four days. And while we should all be excited to know that Anna will be there as a regular part of our Urbana experience, Anna will be the first to tell you that she is not the reason to come to Urbana. Shoot, Urbana isn't even the reason to come to Urbana. 
The reason to come to Urbana is that God is there and he is ready to meet with us, with you, alumni, to offer clarity about who he is and about who you are and about where he's taking you in this crazy, mixed up, oftentimes messy, but always in the palm of his hand life that you're living. God is at work in you. God is at work in this world. And as a world changer who is being developed, you have a unique role to play in that work. And he has something to say to you about that at Urbana. So, I'm wondering, would you say yes to joining Anna, to joining me, to joining other alumni just like you as we rise up at Urbana 22? If so, follow the registration link in the show notes to sign up and be sure to use the discount code posted there for $100 off your conference fee. Also, if you're a current student, grad student, or an alum who graduated in 2021 or 2022, you are eligible to register for and attend the conference as a part of the World Changers Cohort. As a member of the cohort, you'll be leading other conference participants through three Bible study sessions during the week. You'll receive plenty of clear training and coaching, an extra discount on your registration, and an Urbana experience unlike any other. If you're interested, you can also find a link to learn more about the World Changers cohort in the show notes. Anna, thank you so much for joining us today and for kicking off our very first Urbana episode here on After Four. I loved getting to chat about your experiences, and I am so thankful that you will be our guide during Urbana 22. We'll see you there, Anna. Well, we've reached the end of another episode. You can anticipate our next Urbana guest on September 6th, so be sure to mark your calendars for that. But in the meantime, next week we have a return guest. You may remember back in May, we got to hear from Paul Tokunaga about his leadership through the decades framework and what it looked like to level up our 20s. Well, Paul is returning next week to continue the conversation with some simple practices that can help us make the most of the decade of our 30s. Let me tell you, whether or not you're a 30-something, there's something for you in this conversation. It might help you get a leg up if you're still navigating your 20s, and it might give you a few helpful things that you can catch up on if you're stepping into your 40s. Either way, this episode is for you. I'm looking forward to connecting again next week. Until then, thanks for subscribing to After 4, for leaving reviews if your podcast platform allows you to do so, and for sharing with your friends. I will see you at Urbana, alumni.